You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. I'm the crime weaver, Tyler. I am the artist formerly known as Paw Prince. Thank you, Dave, from Discord. That's a pretty good one. And my name is Gordy, if you didn't know. I, and I have a huge genitalia, and I'm Keith. Thank you, Keith, for the yeah. huge genitalia. Glad yeah, you're here. Thank you. I'm yeah, excited to be here, guys. That's really added like a, a nice ambiance to this room that was missing before. What I think it really uh, brings the whole place together. It, it really draws. Feels it what? draws the eye. It does. It does. Thank you very much. I like I'll that give it's you slightly that. vague also. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's why I, I love when people say, when they look at my genitalia, hey, that's slightly vague. And I'm like, thank you. I it's it is, it is a genitalia. It's hard to make, despite the sights, it's hard to make out, yeah, yeah. what am I looking at? What purpose does this serve? <laughs> but, but at least it's big. And that can go either way, depending on, you know. Sure. Yeah, some cases it's good, some cases it's bad. So you're you're basically a hyena. Yeah, very very much, very okay. much. I laugh, I uh, obey lions with disfigured faces and a huge genitalia. Yep. I, I don't know what that means genitalia wise. Hyenas. <laughs> yeah. But apparently Amanda knows a lot about hyena genitalia. <laughs> this is... All right, so uh, this will this will take a veering into a, an animal education podcast. Yeah, this so... is not the show, but please, no, please let this be the show. So uh, the female hyena has such a large clitoris that yeah. it is mistaken for a false penis. Oh my god! Cool. Uh, female hyenas are also the matriarchs of their society, and they are bigger than the males, like physically. The sexual dimorphism I... runs in that direction. Oh. Um, and because of the enlarged clitoris, the firstborn hyena pup usually dies in birth. That's oh, that's. So it takes like one try um... to get the thing down. <laughs> then... That went from very interesting to a dark. I'm feeling bad for the hyena. Yeah, hyenas live kind of rough lives, but. It's worth printing out. Yeah, I, I, I for what it's worth too. I, I was uh, uh, talking to a person about. Uh, I was trying to cut back on cursing. Fuck that! But um, for a while I was, and they told me to just use strange bodily functions, but associate an animal with it. Sure, it'll make me giggle, and eventually I'll lose anger. So I, I advise everyone. This might be a little too graphic, but you know, this is the way I'm going to start off the thing. Uh, is a buffalo queef is a great substitute for a curse word. Just, just say it with me, Amanda. Uh, buffalo queef, queef. right? It's yeah. super fun. Anytime you get angry, buffalo queef, and then it's just, you know. Yeah, that makes you feel better. It has the right cadence for yeah. it, too. 100%. It's pretty fun. Uh, uh, Keith, would you like to introduce yourself as, like, a human to the listeners of this show? Uh, <laughs> yes, I am a human. <laughs> Thank you. My uh, I am definitely, code definitely a human. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, my name's Keith Brooks. Uh, uh, what else do you want me to say? What do you what do? You do? What do you, want what do you into? Know about you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm an actor. Um, I'm uh, I co-own a company called Bean Dip Productions, and you can see me in like some movies and stuff, and TV shows and stuff. Anything they'd recognize? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on The Walking Dead. Um, uh, I play a character named Dan on that show. Um, Stranger Things, uh, season two. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. Uh, a show called Constantine on NBC. I was a bad guy on a show called Star on Fox. And I played a character named Leonard. Um, I'm in a show called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Uh, Good Girls and um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Son of Shaft coming out with Samuel L. Jackson and 
Jesse T. Usher and uh, Alexander Ship. So, yeah. Nice. Excellent stuff. And Thanks, you've got a, a project that just released as of the releasing of this episode that our yeah. listeners might also be interested in. Yeah, well, we're doing a podcast just to try to siphon off some of the amazing, uh, you know, uh, following that you guys get because they're so <laughs> awesome and stuff like that. Um, but we have this weird, uh, the company I, I co-own called Beamed It Productions. We do stupid stuff, mostly pornography. But we, um, <laughs> uh, Buffalo Queef. Um, but we have this new uh, show that's out by the time this is released called The Eye. Um, and our first season is called The Eye, Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. And it's a 1930s throwback pulp sort of thing. Um, it's got a lot of amazing talent from shows like Vampire Diaries, Dragon Ball Z, Walking Dead. Um, and it's, uh, it's a 1930s detective story set in a world of monsters. Um, and this season specifically is set in Chinatown. So it's a lot of Asian actors, all these Asian characters, Asian representation um, and uh, characters like Fu Manchu or Herbert West, and our main characters are Cyclops, but it's that 1930s hard-boiled film noir sort of feeling. You know it's awesome. Mean? So yeah, so that's what we're... I'll be listening, for yeah, sure, when it comes out. Probably find it on iTunes. Yeah, iTunes, Google Music Play, um, and our website is the IMNYPD for Monster New York Police Department. Nice. And you can find that Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Nice. Okay. All right, what are we doing here? Well, well we, have a, we have a guest. We and that do. usually means we have a guess. It means one thing. Usually means one thing. I don't like it. If all of us are present with it's an, a guest, it's an unfortunate sort of Pavlovian thing that's happening deep in my brain right now. <laughs> yeah, it it's something that's so unfortunate that like almost all of us got sick last week. So this is going up a week late. <laughs> As our bodies rebelled it. against this event, <laughs> trying to trying to prevent it. We knew yeah, it was all coming. three of you cocooned yourselves for a week. <laughs> yeah. And I had to defend your honor against like the apocalypse outside. Last week. Quite. Yeah, you were our last bastion of health. So mm. yeah, this is the third anniversary of what the folklore, which means we return to the works of Madame Dolnois. Our horrifying French baroness with too much time on her hands and not enough erasers. <laughs> None, specifically. Yeah, zero erasers. Lived in the time before erasers were invented and just kept going. Uh, today we are going to be reading The Bee and the Orange Tree. Oh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> it, sound, it, it sounds so, because both of very those things quaint. together, yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's a very idyllic It sounds like a Jimmy Buffett setting. song. Depending yeah. how you feel about bees, and so you're this sort was her, of yeah, this yeah. was her first foray into nursery rhyme, and it's very short, right? <laughs> oh, it's a it's a. I already short. forgot what the title was while we were talking about the bee and the orange juice. Is that the, what the bee and the orange tree? The bee okay, dies the in the orange close. juice many more times before this is done. The bee in the sunny D. Gotcha. Oh, that's good. It's that's a, good. The Jerry Seinfeld movie <laughs> by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Why do gonna... I sting all these people? <laughs> I can't stop. Um, what? Yeah, and we're gonna be we're gonna be reading that. You're gonna be reading this. Yeah, I'm and we're gonna be trying to figure it out. Cricket yeah. the cat. That is, gonna, is cricket the cat is gonna. It's like I'm she, not doing this. She shit knows right it's meow. time to leave. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna make sense of this as much here. as humanly possible, yeah. as as is our curse. Not felinely possible. Felinely possible. She might be able to add perspectives that she's not sharing yeah she does bring the cat strats to the table that we are otherwise <laughs> yeah. missing mm-hmm. uh so for those of you who forget uh, madame Dolnois was a 17th century french countess 
uh, known for her fairy tales. She actually coined the term fairy tales when she put them together in her book called oh. Sophie. So she is an important figure to the world of folklore and fairy tales. To its um, detriment. Yeah, we yeah. curse her name every day. <laughs> uh, she was born to a noble family, married a dude who got into some trouble with a king, had okay. a pretty, pretty uh, tumultuous time with that, and therefore a lot of her stories feature royalty that's not so nice. Gotcha. Um, okay. I, uh, I once again edited out the long descriptions of beautiful things encrusted with jewels. So just know that if something has been encrusted with jewels, there is a paragraph or two describing exactly what jewels and how much, because there's a lot of story. Because this happened before peer review was invented, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, this was before sat, you had to get it by a regulatory board. She just sat alone in her beautiful castle or wherever and wrote these stories in a fever <laughs> in a fever dream Her petty vengeance stories <laughs> all right so that's all the business it's time to get into the tale the bee and the orange tree once there were a king and queen and they had everything they wanted except for children and they were yeah, bummed about it of course uh, the queen was old and had kind of given up on the whole idea of having kids when suddenly, out of nowhere, she birthed the prettiest little girl ever seen. Oh, boy. Okay. Out of nowhere, you say. So that's that's not what usually... I was ready for like a blood pact with a... Like a devil or something. With like a that. fairy or a something or she had to give up. I. What if the fairy tale is the fact that like her husband didn't know she was pregnant, but she was like, that was the fairy tale, like immaculate conception, and like that's the fairy tale in of itself, right? No? Yeah, like they they hadn't had kids because they hadn't figured out the me- mechanics yeah, yet. Yeah. And then I expected even a wish, or Something. like any indication that she wanted yeah, a kid, other a hedge, than you saying that they didn't have them. But also, we're, we're like a paragraph in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So well, I mean, like, let's give it time. Well, yeah, but usually she does waste a lot of time between the introduction of the problem and then the next step to solving it. So it yeah. is unusual for her to go from, here's the issue, and ta-da! Well, maybe this is just world machina, building, right? Maybe from the machine, huh? Maybe this is just world building. It's like giving us character depth. Like, they wanted this, they wanted a kid, couldn't have one, then they had one, and then she's gonna kill the fucker, like, in the next paragraph, so that we feel the pain. You know what I mean? That is how you get a dramatic result. Yeah, Characters yeah. exist and die in the same paragraph. 100%. Well, it's France. <laughs> Drama. You know, like 17th century or 18th century France. They were good I mean? at it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's a different different audience they were going for. Yeah. You, you have like two <laughs> options with that. Like you either build up the character over a long period of time and kill them at the end after right. people have developed a deep emotional connection to mm-hmm. them as a person. Sure. Or you, you sweep the rug under them. <laughs> 100%. And, and that like super fast motion. Yeah. Like you you condense the the agony into a single paragraph of experience. Because wouldn't it be like if, if you went and saw, let's say, Superman, a beloved character, right? You went and saw a Superman movie, and the very first shot of Superman getting his head chopped off, you'd be like, what the fuck, right? Maybe, this is subverting expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe this is the same thing. What's this lady's name again? Uh, Donois. Donois. Donois, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe this is what she's doing. She's being a radical of storytelling, you know, like well, she is definitely that. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is a radical. Now we d- we did make up the part about the baby dying, right? That yeah. didn't. Oh, I, you didn't I don't even remember. Did, you didn't read that part. No. Okay. No. All, all we know say... is the queen was old, had given up, and then a baby showed up. <laughs> oh, I didn't know she was old. Okay, she, so this is even more of a miracle, guys. I Absolutely. see what the fairy tale is. Yeah. What Post-menopause, does menopause? She's having babies. 
Uh, she's older than 16. 30s? Old. Yeah. Oh, older okay. than 16. Well, that's okay, yeah. I will say that we are probably in store for considerable world building because on our checklist of bee and orange tree, we are still two strikes. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep an eye out for those I'm gonna be checking two out elements. Where the title comes in. Mm. We do got to work those in somewhere. Oh, I should write the title down so I don't forget it. You go it's, ahead. It's good to see the label maker back. It's been too long. Our table's missing it. <laughs> this is how I take notes. All right, so everyone in the kingdom began to seek a name for the princess to express the deep love that they felt for her her existence. And after please a while... Please let her name be Bree in the orange tree, please. Uh, they decided to name her Ami. So... Her what? Friend. Love. Friend, yeah. Oh, like A-M-I? A-M- like Amy, but just with an accent, right? Yeah, like- A-I-M-E-E. Ami. It's a wrong Amy. Yeah. Wrong Amy yeah. is her name. <laughs> yeah. Could you please refer to her as wrong Amy? Yeah, we will, she will be wrong Amy from now on. Is it orange or orange tree? Orange uh, tree. Orange tree. Okay. Uh, the queen then engraved the words, wrong Amy, daughter of the king of Happy Isle. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Uh, on a turquoise heart hung around the princess's neck to bring her luck, as turquoise is supposed to do. Okay, so hold the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, we got a pause here. So this one uh, is a Keith will not have an emotional reaction to the King of Happy Isle, but uh, a little bit before this, we read a surprise long version of Beauty and the Beast. Okay, uh, which featured at the end a series of flashbacks that lasted more than half the length of the story, largely inconsequential. <laughs> One of which was the revelation that uh, the the beauty character had been the daughter of the king of Happy Isle. Okay. And not a peasant's daughter. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. So this this location <laughs> has been established in another French tale not written by Del Noir. You're familiar with Kokomo? Uh, yeah, 100%. Imagine Kokomo. I, I do every day. So, <laughs> so in this shared universe, yeah. uh, other people like so. I guess this is the helicarrier for, for right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Y- yeah, I see where you're going. <laughs> okay, gotcha. okay, happy Isle it is. Sounds great. All right. So, and so it's Isle I S L E, right? Just yeah. so I'm not confused about like yeah, like short for island. Oh yeah, or, like, not like it's like a grocery store aisle or anything. No, like that. I, do wanna, I do want to. I do want to see. Aisle. Yeah, I do want to see the Kroger Happy Isle. One hundred percent. Like, what's going on down to in there? To me, it's the one with frescas, but that's just because <laughs> I love frescas. But, yeah. I, I want to know the king of the Kroger Happy Isle. <laughs> yeah, I do not think I want to meet this person. <laughs> I, I, I so do hundred percent. And shake their hand. I think, yeah, I, like, think like, I would like to observe him from the other end of the aisle while I like kind of take what I want and then leave. Unimpeded. Kroger Happy Isle. I wouldn't give you the choice of like he would like want you to There's, go on the tour. There is some that. kind of entry fee. Yeah, what yeah okay. Is the Happy Isle the one with all the candy or the one with all the drugs? Ooh, well, what's the difference? Uh, <laughs> one's candy for your nose. Oh, candy. You they probably don't sell. They probably don't sell that in Kroger anymore, <laughs> well, do they? Well, not anymore. Not since the good old days. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, where's your cocaine? Oh, that's uh, Happy Isle number six. Right there. <laughs> Beside the planters. Oh, good. I always keep my coat beside my nuts. Anyway, uh, story. <laughs> okay, so she's now wearing a turquoise necklace with, with her name on it um, and her origin of birth. And what was her wrong name? Uh, or what wrong Amy. Wrong Amy. Gotcha. Uh, the turquoise almost immediately breaks this rule that it's supposed to bring luck because uh, one day they had taken wrong Amy out to sea 
to give the nurse a little bit of a holiday. Uh, so I think the nurse was still responsible for wrong Amy. So it wasn't really a holiday. It's just, just like, a change of scenery. Yeah, just babysit this kid on the ocean instead of <laughs> in the We're going to make your job considerably harder. And as is the rule, anytime royalty leaves the royalty playpen, which mm-hmm. is the palace in which they live, uh, something horrific has to happen. And the beautiful summer weather that they were experiencing suddenly turned into a terrific tempest, and their tiny vessel was shattered to a million pieces, killing the nurse and all the sailors. So now the nurse is on permanent holiday. Happy Isle thus far has been kind of a misnomer. Because she's dead. You think they did it in irony? Like they were hipsters back then? It's like Greenland. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Princess Wrong Amy, asleep in her cradle, floated away. And so I wait, guess... wait, hold the fuck up. So <laughs> this buffalo queef slept through the entire shipwreck and the deaths of, let's say, dozens of people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's like an ideal baby. I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. In this one situation, that's the... it, instead of what? keeping you up at all hours. Yeah. What is what is the tempest? What, what is the mom status? Uh, mom status is back home. Mom didn't take care of the kid. What she's not involved in this voyage at all. No, no, no. she's okay. like, here, nurse, take take my baby. You need a vacation. Things. Take my baby to the ocean. <laughs> I, you need a vacation, and I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Get this kid away from me. Gotcha. We kind of discovered it last time we read a story, but like royalty, they want children, but they want like to know that they have them, not to actually have them. I mean, yeah, they are an investment. Like, like, like I quarters, feel like they could just be tricked. Yeah. Like you could just say, yes, you have a child. And let them die in peace. <laughs> it's a social status, really. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they do want to look at them. That's important. Yeah. Sure. They like, all want to make look sure at that the they're beautiful. It's like yes. it's like with my apartment and a vacuum cleaner. Like, yes, I have one, so I'm technically an adult. I don't remember when I've used it, or you know, or when I've taken it out, or anything like that. I think vacuum cleaners, children, very similar. Yeah. That's... They both suck. <laughs> God, I'll be here all week. No, no. Sweet dunks. Yes. All right. Um. So the, the turquoise did do its job a little bit. It was lucky for her and no one else around her. So the turquoise, I guess, works by sucking up the luck of everybody in the proximity. Sure. Oh, and what a twist. So it keeps her alive but kills everyone nearby. Excuse me, what? I stopped listening for a second. <laughs> You're going to have to run that by me again. So she's been given a turquoise necklace for luck. And it sucked in what? All of luck. The, all of the luck. Well, I think I think this is theory. Mm. I don't think this is actual. Yeah, no, this is, okay. No, this yeah. is canon. Okay. Yeah, See, okay. that's the. It's canon now. It is canon. It's okay. Book Man, of Doug canon. If your if your attention wanders for <laughs> a gone. second, for a second, you're like, wait, wait there's a nurse and there's an <laughs> island that's happy. <laughs> okay. So I'm this, caught up. So this sleeping infant princess is now on the shore of a beautiful country, but there's one big problem with this country. War. Donald Trump. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I want to guess too. Do it. War, no Donald boats. Trump. There's one. No boats anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you, um, didn't, you didn't boat watch this one at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I know. I have a lot of like guesses. Uh, <laughs> crumbling infrastructure they haven't invested in oh, since the cool. 1950s. I was gonna say giant ants. Uh, <laughs> ferocious because giant ants. Bad infrastructure because of giant ants. Can so, I have another guess? It's- Sure. Bees. Oh, I feel that you're just going on. Oh, well, I guess because the title. I, I felt like you were just copying me or doing a Nicolas Cage impersonation. But Well, both work. Both work. But I, I guess the title, that, that sort of leads into it. Uh, some of you are kind of close a little bit. Um, the, the problem was that very few people dwelt on the island because the ogre Ravaggio and his wife, 
Formantine had gone to live there, and they had a little issue of eating everybody. I, w- I want to stop with this baby. 100% going forward, can we talk about Ravaggio and Tormentine? I love how Ravaggio and Tormentine, I get the word torments there, but they sound like a lovely Italian couple that's opened up a restaurant down the street, right? They do, like, or, or the stars of an Italian soap opera. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Some kind we're, of pizza restaurant. We're going to stay in their they, villa. They are ogres, yeah? They yeah. are indeed ogres. Or they're like swingers. Any relation to Greg? Greg, to Greg the, the ogre. ogre? Greg the Ogre is the nicest ogre we have come across. I'm super excited about Greg the Ogre. Well, he he's just he's just a dude. Did he's he just, die? He's just is living he really his life. Ogre, no, I don't think he died. Okay, so we keep a lookout for Greg awesome. when we hear about okay. ogres. Yeah, Greg's the name we gave him. He didn't have a name. Oh, poor Greg. But he seemed like a Greg. Right. Uh, Greg's one of my favorite names. I like Greg a lot. Uh, After Ravaggio and Tormentine, clearly. <laughs> yeah, children one and two. Yeah. So to switch into direct quote mode. Uh, quoting the story. Wait, no. this this shit wasn't direct quote before. No, I'm summarizing. Oh, I'm summarizing this tale of my. Own <laughs> I words. thought this French lady was like, and then the parents were bummed because they couldn't have no kids. <laughs> like I thought that was. Like... <laughs> she was a real progressive. Yeah, <laughs> she, she had the vernacular. Very she was ahead of her time. Language for the yeah. time, like credence. All right, fuck so, the Academy Frances. So, in the direct words of Donois, ogres are terrible people. Mm-hmm. When once they have tasted raw human flesh, they will hardly eat anything else, and Tormentine always knew how to make somebody come their way, for she was half a fairy. Oh. Oh, fairies. What the fuck? Fairies <laughs> I would like to point out, like, I know you have your whole thing about fairies, but I would like to point out that even she admits they eat other things, because she's hardly eat anything else. Yeah. So it may be like, oh, I fucking love humans, but is that tiramisu? Like, that's, <laughs> and that's... Some things do... Sl- I, I think humans are the same way, though. Like, once a human eats human meat, it you drives want. you crazy, and that's all you Fuck, can. Once I eat Popeyes, that's all I want for a week. Like, so I don't think it's got to be cannibalism. I think it's just good food. We just yeah, have I kind of feel us. that way about Cheerios, honestly. Yeah, feta cheese. Fucking put that on one meal at the rest of the month. I'm just like, can I put feta on this? I mean, I kind of I went through that phase with sweet potatoes not too long ago. That's too. true. I saw it. Yeah, maybe it's just that the ogres the don't have. What do they call it? A, a food desert or, or something like that where you don't yeah, have yeah, access yeah. to a lot of different things? Yeah. So maybe like if they opened up an Applebee's on this island, you would have the, the humans would be safe because they'd be like, oh, fucking queso. And then that's all they would be about. You know? What kind of climate are we talking about? Oh, good point. Is this Kokomo? Well, Ravaggio. This is, yeah, this is Kokomo. It's Kokomo adjacent. Yeah, this is, this is close enough to Kokomo. That a sleeping infant can wash a sore without waking up. So they can grow something fun there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's I also what I'm... feel that you can't calculate <clears throat> the distance based on this baby not waking up. Because the baby was in a shipwreck. It didn't even stir. That's true. You know what I mean? So we don't know. This baby could be narcoleptic, but too early to tell or diagnose. Yeah. So this bitch could have been asleep for four weeks. We have no idea, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. like dreaming the life of pie. Whatever the, the distance is for a baby to float without like starving to death. <laughs> okay. Okay. One that, one infant. It is within one infant's lifespan. Yeah, get, I'm sure some get culture that has that as a, as a unit of measurement. What's like, that? How far is it to the store? Oh, uh, one baby almost starving. <laughs> <laughs> you could starve one baby on the way there. Yeah. I don't want. To do I want to know a this? Government watch list. <laughs> <laughs> Ravaggio and Tormentine. Um, They're very good names. The mean duration of survival for an infant is 13.2 days. Without okay. food? 
without food. Jesus Christ, much According longer. According to bioedge.org. That so. is, I wonder how the fuck they made that study. What sick bastards are out there like, it's been 11 days. No, not yet. She has more in her. Like I believe in her. There's more in this tank. <laughs> yeah. This is our 13-day baby. I can feel it. The light uh, just came How's the baby fight club going? Well, well, it's up to 26 days, according to doctors from Vancouver. What? Canadian that's, babies are just much more intense. That's a big up. That's yeah. a big upgrade. Well, they know what they're talking about. These, so. <laughs> these babies live much, much longer than anybody expects. I think that neonatologists yeah. and nurses and palliative care, or whatever that word is, palliative care. Clinicians Takers. need to be alerted to this. He based his findings on five cases in which nutrition and hydration with, were withdrawn because of severe congenital impairments. He's but, saying that we need to be alerted to this. What we, are we are babying our babies. Yeah, That's you don't terrible. need to feed them like every you know, day. I'm gonna go ahead. Keep feeding your baby <laughs> yeah, every day, saying. please. What a please feed job your baby. That Canadian doctor must have like yeah. every day going to work. Well, let's see how we torture the babies today. <laughs> like. He just slap the we'll boob the out of the baby's mouth them. again. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this ogre, half fairy. Yes. Is there anybody a fairy won't fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Fairies get around. Uh, yeah, well, the, the ugly fairies, after they're thwarted by the handsome kings that they then punish, uh, they have to go on the rebound somewhere. Mm. So. so they're always like getting the sloppy seconds of trolls and shit. Yeah, and that's why you have all the like ogres and goblins and things that can use fairy magic. It's the accidents of the of the rebound fuck. And she is Tormentine. Mm-hmm. Tormentine is half a fairy. Okay. Yes. And and Ravaggio is all f- ogre. Just full on one hundo ogre, ogre. chest, long hair, complete ogre, uh, curly accents. mustache, curly mustache. Yeah, uh, Tormentine, marinara, Ron Jeremy, basically. Ron Jeremy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tormentine I don't want to eat his marinara that <laughs> smelt the princess a mile off, and she ran to the shore to find her before Rafaggio could. Cause Probably because that... she hasn't been changed in 26 days. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, is there a toilet on... What is she floating in? A, a crib? A crib, yeah. She's Does that Moses crib have scene. a toilet? It has a diaper. That's not it's the like same thing. For babies. Wait, hold on. You're concerned not that the ogres exist, but that this, <laughs> this baby... How would this baby get up and use the toilet? Like I'm, it's a con- baby? I'm concerned it's about its hygiene. Trained. Yeah, I hope they built some kind of maybe Mechanism. sluice into <laughs> into this crib or cradle, whatever it's floating in. I'm sure they worked that out. Yeah, they they definitely thought. Well, we so should probably have yeah. like a baby gutter. Plus, it seems like they cared about their babies so much. <laughs> they seem very attentive to this baby's yeah. needs thus far. The nurse doesn't even have a name. <laughs> uh, both the ogres were greedy, and they were, and there were never such hideous creatures seen. Each of them had a squint eye in the middle of their forehead, mouths as big as ovens, large flat noses, long asses ears, hair on standing on end, and humps in front and behind. Whoa! So mm. we have to like break up the the action to describe these people. Real Double quick. hump. Um. But she wanted to get there before Ravaggio would eat the thing, because Ravaggio always eats the kids first and leaves her nothing. Um, but It'll when she ruin saw a marriage. wrong Amy in the beautiful cradle, laughing and smiling at her, she felt pity for the first time in her existence. Oh shit, it's starting to hit the Grinch. I'm super excited. She got froloed. She did. <laughs> and she delighted, decided to nurse oh, her fine. and delay the eating, which is... You know, it's good animal husbandry, really. Sure. Because this infant's like, what, a mouthful for a creature with a mouth the size of an oven? Oh, the, yeah. Well, 
We're getting into some other weird baby science, aren't we? (laughs) I'm sure you could look that up. Some Canadian research. An ogre can eat a baby in 2.8 seconds. We can fit exactly this many babies in an oven. You remember that show, Ultimate Somebody Warrior? Ultimate Deadliest Warrior? Oh, I love that show. Where they do like the simulations of like who would... Ninjas versus colonial soldiers. Yeah, like who would win in a fight. I think it is that technology. (laughs) Oh, that'd be that, awesome. al- that allows us to see that would be great how many babies an ogre can eat I like want, babies I want per minute that show but for like stoned nerds you know what I mean <laughs> like who would win in a fight Oscar the Grouch on meth or Captain Planet go you <laughs> know what I mean there is a podcast for that that's amazing there's a podcast for everything I, I know feel. it's a wonderful world we yeah. live in um, so she goes home with the baby and she tells her husband that she has raw flesh, but he's not allowed to eat it because she's decided to nurse her and marry her to their young ogre son one day because their little ogres will one day be curiosities to see and amusing in their old age. Wait, so does she have a son already or just is that her code for knock me up so we can have, uh, they, they have like little ogrelings. Okay. Gross. And so her plan, I think they're called ogrelets. Is to uh, <laughs> is to knock up the her son, or her, no, not she's gonna knock no, up her son. No, what her the son, fuck, her son's, gonna, her son's gonna knock up this baby when the baby's not a baby anymore, so that they can have like half ogre, half humans. Okay, so eugenics. Got it. I yeah. want to see weirder babies. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is specifically it, her it, goal. It's half ogre, half human, quarter fairy. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a weird. It's, her her goal is specifically because. The offspring of this pairing will be curiosities and amusing in her old age. So she just wants to start like an ogre freak show. I think you're really into it. We got to do this for science. (laughs) I think she's all about equality. She's like, if if we all breed together, gray skin. You know what I mean? Like that's the theory. She just wants to see ligers. Yeah, but who fucking doesn't? Like, I want to see a liger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, if you gave me the option of like going to see a liger right now, I'm sorry, this podcast is amazing, but ligers would be where I would be at. Oh, right? I mean, we'd be right there. Yeah, it's you. fair. Yeah. So they can wait, the yeah. listeners. Sorry, Gordy, listeners. Gordy, put in a They're liger break once. here. Put in a liger break. Yeah. Or just okay. advertise ligers. Like, do you like ligers? <laughs> Stripes and manes. Well, you know. Also, quick check in. Bees, no. Orange trees, no. Maybe that's the name of the ogre kids. <laughs> <laughs> Orange tree. That's not. Those are some very millennial names. Well, uh, Ravaggio doesn't really <laughs> doesn't strike me as 18th century French. Seems like I a think hard. Ravaggio B is a good name. Like I would be as a uh, middle name. I would. Got, I would be very intimidated kids. to marry into this family. One hundred percent. Ravaggio the... sounds like you should either be a gorgeous, gorgeous man that makes me question my sexuality. Or a wine that soccer moms get drunk on, drunk on, like in the afternoon. You know what I mean? But that wine has a picture of a gorgeous, yeah, named, exactly, exactly named for that man. Yeah. Point yeah. is, I want yeah, a half naked man. Of wine. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Ravashia says, "All right, all right, we can keep this kid. You're clever, even for your size. Let me see it." And she says, "All right, but don't eat it. No and then, snatchies." And then she puts the it's the, the oldest trick in, in the book. Great pause. <laughs> He's gonna eat it. Uh, he looks at the child and says, no, no, I'd rather die of hunger than eat this one. She's way too pretty. And they begin Gross. caressing wrong Amy in such Weird. a human Gross. fashion that it was a wonder to see. No, it wasn't. Weird. <laughs> it was yeah, not I'm a glad wonder. that I didn't. <laughs> Mercifully, this is an audio medium. So the poor child has uh, suddenly developed some kind of survival instinct and realizing that she's surrounded only by hideous creatures and no sign of her nurse. 
starts bawling. Tormentine is afraid Wait, that the... Wait, bawling like being like, very successful, like <laughs> playing basketball, or like crying? Which yeah, she, she, she like just... The, the, the infant howl screams. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool. Uh, uh, so Tormentine is Alan afraid Got it. that uh, Ravaggio's <laughs> newfound okay. acceptance of this creature will be hastily shortened by this noise. And so she takes her off into the woods with the little ogre kids following. There were six of them, each uglier than the other. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they go into the forest. And I've already told you this ogre is a kind of fairy. Yeah. Don't forget. And she kept her power contained in an ivory wand that she held when she wished for anything. So she took this wand out and said, in the name of the royal fairy Trucio, I command the most beautiful hind of our forest to come here this very instant and let it be meek and gentle and leave its fawn to suckle this baby. And wish granted, a hind leaves its own kid behind forever, probably, and is there to nurse the kid. Gordy, please take note of royal fairy Trucio. I did note royal fairy Trucio. That's new, right? Yeah, yeah. I want that on our table, though. Okay. How do you how do you spell Trucio? Just give it your best crack. C-I-O? Yeah, you're right. I don't need to. Well, know. they already talked about a hind, so I think that gave the best crack. <laughs> um, got a, that was a butt joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this chair is so comfortable, I'm falling asleep. Keep but then correct. every now and then you'll say something weird. I'm like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> uh, so the hind sticks around for a long time and is basically a pet for a while. So she's brought up in this fashion while. Her, Night and day, the Happy Isle parents are weeping for her and thinking her at the bottom of the sea. So the king preps himself to choose a new heir, and her mom weepingly sends four sentences, or spends four sentences to say, all right, yeah, that sounds good. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Good. Uh, the king asks his brother to choose the most worthy of his sons and then send him that one. And that, that'll be the new future king. I have a question. Yeah. Have we started the main plot yet? Uh, we're working on it. Okay. Still in backstory. We're <laughs> just, a, just a hunch. We're still in the Cimmerillion. The king's brother weeps with joy when he gets the news that his one of his kids is going to be the new king of Cappy Isle, and he sends his second son, whose name was Prince Ami, spelled with the, the male version of the spelling. So Which is A-M-I, what? A-I-M-I, right? A-I-M-E. A-I-M-E, okay, A-M-E. cool. Yeah, so we'll call him Aim and the other one Wrong Amy. <laughs> cool, got it. Uh, this prince is 18 years old. Yep. And he is... Nothing wrong with that. No, no. He is so hot that love the tender god himself, the one that Donoir writes a lot of stories for, mm-hmm. was even less hot than him. Whoa. Oh, shit. So this guy outsexies Cupid. Yeah, damn. Isn't Cupid like a baby with wings, though? Well, in this story, though, I feel that... that age line is going to be very blurry. Yeah. Gordy, have you seen that baby's pecs? Yeah. Also, did you miss the part where the ogres were like stroking the little girl they found on the beach? I heard it. I tried to block it out. And then some sexy hind came and fed the... (laughs) Things are fucked up in the story. I feel Roman Polanski had a hand in this. All right, go ahead. I mean, Uh, there. yeah, there's our director. Yeah. <laughs> so Prince Aim gets ready to go to sea, and and now we can forget about him for a bit and let for- good fortune be his guide. Oh, good, great. Yeah. Meanwhile, that. back at the ogres, 
Uh, let's see what our young Meanwhile. princess has been doing. Ba-la-la-la. Oh, she's getting hotter year by year. Um, because princesses <laughs> grow hotness like chia pets grow grass hair. Has it been like two, though? I don't... Yeah. There is she's no, the hottest two-year-old. <laughs> there's no indication of what the passage of time has been like. Cool. How long it took for the king and queen to give up on their ocean baby. I like to think it was like a day. <laughs> like, 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 well, like, we screwed hey, that one up. It's... 20 minutes until they're supposed to be back. Oh, she's probably dead. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's name a new heir. Yeah. The cruelty she witnessed among the ogres only made her more gentle, and ever since she became aware of their appetite for human flesh, she had dedicated herself to the cause of saving any poor human that fell into their hands at the risk of bringing their rage on herself. Wait, let's rewind. Um, the cruelty of the ogres that saved her life. Like, let's let's not forget that. The un- right. Grateful harlot. Uh, it, a really uppity two-year-old, if you ask me. The second thing is, like, her her f- uh, hunger for flesh? Is that what you just said? No, their hunger for flesh. Their hunger for flesh. Okay, cool. Yeah, I she... thought just, like, by hanging out with the ogre, she's like, I need to eat a person right now. Important <laughs> distinction. Good. I, mean, I am surprised that wasn't their, like, family TV dinners. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Hey, this, this show's awesome. Can you pass the fill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, luckily, the young ogre, the one that she's destined to marry, loved mm-hmm. her as the apple of his eye and had grown quite gentle from looking at and loving her over the years. Too bad he devours apples monstrously. <laughs> <laughs> Crush an apple. Uh, do do recall, this lady likes to self-insert oh, herself well, into I stories. I bet she's self-inserting <laughs> her the entire time she's writing. So, this <laughs> sexiest prince in the world. This uh, I even made a masturbation like hand gesture right there. It was for the really listening graphic. audience. I saw it. <laughs> so yeah, this like this prince princess is she? Yeah. Who princess remembers? Wrong Amy. Wrong Amy. Yeah, princess wrong. Like this pacifying effect. Like this. This is what the author thinks of herself. Oh, gotcha. And she's gonna hook up with not the ogre, but Aim. Is right. That's where we're going. That's one where... one might assume, yeah. but I don't know. But maybe she'll fuck a bee. Who knows? Yeah, at we'll... some point, we might hear about a bee Again, or an orange tree. We're kind of on bee and orange watch. Yeah. Where uh, are we always? Wrong Amy is not flattered by the attentions of the ogre, and she's really bummed out about the, the whole marriage As plan. an ugly man, I'm very offended by that. Go ahead. Um, because even though she knew nothing of her birth, she could do some simple math from how fancy her swaddling clothes from baby times were and the fancy turquoise necklace to determine that she had come of good stock. And her instincts told her this more plainly. So deep in her heart. I guess kudos that you like reverse engineered your heritage. I feel that's some bullshit though. I feel she's trying to ray, spoiler alert, Last Jedi, this whole scenario like... You know nothing of the world. You've been raised in what I'm assuming is a cave and a small patch of forest. You don't know what... I'm just upset with her. She still have her necklace? Yeah, she does. Okay. And and you also... You have no context for what is fancy. Yeah. That's true. Like, you can't just look at your your thing and be like, that is high quality. Yeah, you probably don't even speak French. You probably speak... <laughs> Ogre grunts is what you speak because that's what you're surrounding. She was illiterate and could only speak ogre, but she still had good manners. Was that the next line? Yes, it was. Wow. Fuck. I'm psychic. (laughs) And it was like she'd lived all her life in the most refined court in the whole world in spite of having no exposure to human manners. I feel this lady is so anti ogre, it disgusts me. 
Uh, she made herself a dress out of tiger skin. What? Yep. Hold on. So tiger skin. <laughs> yeah. She did a what of tiger skin? A or dress. two tiger? Okay. She's made a dress out of tiger skin. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good look. It's, it's not just, nice for the tiger. I, I'm also just confused about the area she's in right now. You know what I mean? Kokomo. Is it is Kokomo. it tropical? <laughs> Bermuda. And how do you I don't get there? About tigers. How do you get there from France? Um, it is tropical, and she didn't well, get there from France. She got there from the the Happy Isle, which is also which Kokomo. is. I thought yeah, I thought the Happy Wait, Isle is Kokomo. It's, a, it's yeah. an archipelago. I see. Okay. Who knows? They're all made up. Yeah. Come on, pretty mama. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, at this point in the story, I would like some recognition that trees are present. <laughs> are there trees on the island? There, there are some trees. Cool, yes. okay. great. I Love, just... But I, I haven't heard shit about citrus. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, she left her arms half bare, and she carried a quiver on her shoulder and a bow at her girdle. She tied her fair hair with seaweed and made sandals out of sea rushes and hunted in the woods like a second Diana and would have been unaware of her own beauty if the crystal waters weren't natural mirrors. But luckily, she didn't get vain. <laughs> when you said that, I just imagined her like running through the brush and then just checking her reflection real quick and just going like, tight. Still got it. <laughs> this is a good look. It's a, it's a good movie opening. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, is... I would honestly enjoy watching a movie about a character like that. <laughs> yeah, this, me I mean, this is this is Jenna Maroney from Thirty Rock. <laughs> oh, I'm totally good with that. This is how I'm going to picture her. I was going Aubrey call. Plaza in my mind, but I like what you're. Aubrey Pla- yeah, J- we, ha- we have Aubrey Plaza as a, like an ice spitting daughter of immortal bony. I think you should like uh, make her your Bruce Campbell and have Aubrey Plaza in every single thing. She ever- does yeah. come up a lot. She does. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's, she's like our ideal there. badass. Yeah. I um uh, just a side note, like the production company I mentioned earlier, we thank Nev Campbell and everything that we do, uh, just because I have an insane sure, yeah. crush on Nev Campbell. Um, so if you like, if you look up Nev Campbell's IMDb, it's just a shit ton of special thanks, but like all from shit. That she's... <laughs> and my hope, my psychotic hope, is that one day she'll be like, "What is this credit? I should marry this guy." <laughs> so anyway, but go ahead. Good luck. Uh, I really hope that that works out. Yeah, yeah fucking all over Queens on an island and think she's hot. Go ahead. Also, if you know Aubrey Plaza, we want to make a movie with her. So uh, like, yeah, I do too, but it's pornographic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so the sun had treated her complexion like it treats wax, bleaching it rather than burning it. Lucky. Uh huh. It's got to be that necklace, huh? And uh, not even the air of the sea could make it tawny. Because we're in the 17th century, so pale is hot. Yeah. Yep. Closer to tuberculosis you get, the sexier you are. Um, TB chic. Yeah. Isn't that what Courtney Love started? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That and hepatitis uh, strains and uh, murder of her husband. Anyway, uh, that was a dark, dark joke. (laughs) I just brought everything down. So JFK was assassinated by, by Courtney Love. <laughs> That's been the secret this whole time. Yeah, he broke your hair first, ladies. Uh, so, in spite of the fact that she still kept her hot paleness, she did cry a lot about the fact that the cruel ogre should be her fate, and that she didn't just perish in the sea as an infant, which would have been way better. Oh, poor! This woman is shitty. <laughs> hey, hey, bud. You could still do it. <laughs> Nothing's, yeah, ocean's still there, bud. Nothing's stopping you. She has to marry when she's 18. Is that the idea? Just whenever? Yeah, there's no deadline given. That's Can just ogres looming count? in the future. Can ogres count? Well, one of them does know 
fairy. That they're 18 or something? I don't know. That's the prince. He's elsewhere. Prince is 18. I think there's that famous counting scene in Shrek, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Where he just catalogs his swamp inventory. Whenever the weather was very stormy, she'd go check the beaches for any unfortunate creatures who'd wash ashore and then take care of them and help them avoid the ogre's cave. Unless they were tigers, then she'd make a wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) I could use a coat. That's like rebellious teen behavior. Yeah. Well, she's two. Saving people from her. (laughs) Is she two (laughs) still? Is that canon? No, no, that's undetermined. Okay. I think... I mean, two sounds right, She's though. between two and 18. <laughs> it's impolite to ask a, a lady's age, so it's just not going to give it to us. But she doesn't know that. She's only been brought up with ogre stuff, so she may think it's totally fine. You know what maybe. I mean? Maybe. Or maybe it's it's even more stringent in ogres. That's the thing. Not knowing ogre society, I, I don't know what's, you know. We're all at a loss. We're all, yeah. That's true. Yeah, we, we know that they eat people. Yeah. And sometimes... They, they fuck fairies. They Sometimes fairies. they'll fuck a fairy. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they're uh, a believer. Not a doubt in their minds. Uh, they're in love. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one night there is a tremendous storm. And so the next morning she immediately goes out to the, the beach and finds a man holding on to a plank and struggling to get to shore. Uh, the princess gives him hand signals to kind of guide him to the easiest landing place. <laughs> like an air traffic controller. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't see her because he's struggling to survive on the waves and uh, disappears under a wall of water. And is dead. <laughs> that would be the most amazing. That's the end of the story. <laughs> that was it. It's all, sh- it's all they made. She once saw a man drowning, did nothing to help, and then he died. After that day, her soul was dead, wrong Amy. <laughs> it's like an Ernest Hemingway story. Afterwards. Wrong Amy was wrong in more than one way. But hold the fuck on. Yeah. Like, she's seeing her ogre adopted family that she doesn't appreciate eat humans. Uh-huh. So there are other humans around. Yeah, you know, there's, this island is sparsely populated, but it's not unpopulated. It's just working its way too unpopulated. Because of the ogres. Yeah. And tigers, apparently. And she's contributing to that problem. Go ahead. <laughs> well, she's fixing the tiger problem. Well, um, she, well, I mean, the tigers are a population, you know? So maybe she's endangering the tigers from her brutal... I am just I just recently joined PETA. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many dresses she has, but... I'm assuming thousands, because I hate this bitch. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a whole closet full of tiger. <laughs> Let's see. Should I wear the bingle or... <laughs> Uh, the man's driven to the sand motionless, and wrong Amy did everything she could do to bring him back to life. Uh, luckily, Kicked. Just right in the ribs. Luckily, she always carried with her certain herbs with a powerful scent, which she used now. Uh, this revives him, and he She's opens... a dealer. Yeah. <laughs> she, she got them from the Happy Isle. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Things are falling into place. It all makes sense now. Uh, he opens his eyes and is immediately astonished at her beauty and her tiger dress, and he doesn't know if this is a dream. <laughs> he speaks first, and she answers, but neither of them understood each other because he speaks French, presumably, and she speaks ogre. Or Kokomoian, an ogre. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder what, what kind of kinky, weird-ass <laughs> Shiva the jungle lady dreams he has if he's like <laughs> a tiger dress. Oh, God. I didn't didn't know I was into this, but (laughs) I I do now. But that's all he's been dreaming about his entire life is weird, wet dreams about safari ladies. (laughs) Yeah, and and his brain is like this montage of everything (laughs) from, like, 
ten and a half onward. Yeah. So the only men the princess had seen before were fishermen that the ogres had caught, and whom she had saved, as I already said. So what could she think when she saw the comeliness, comeliest and most magnificent man in the whole world just show up on the beach? And of course, it was Prince Aim, her cousin, who had lost his fleet and was now astonished that someone so hot could live in so wild a situation. Stop going on boats, guys. Cousin. <laughs> That's the whole point of the story, is boat travel's not safe. Did you say cousin? I did say cousin. It is cousin. Mm. That was still allowed, though, right? Yes. Yeah, eh, okay. In fact, I mean, technically, ideal. I think it's allowed still. It's just gross. <laughs> it's not. In- yeah, it's not encouraged. It, le- it yeah. leads to flippers, or in my case, three kidneys. Okay, okay. In their situation, flippers might not be bad. One hundred percent. I mean, they <laughs> gets you off the island. Alternative to boats. So. Yeah, this kind of behavior. Way back in my genealogical history, thanks old kings of England, gave me an extra kidney. So maybe it's a bonus. You're shooting for flippers, though. You are shooting you, for flippers. You want to be able to... Flippers would be awesome. Do you really have three kidneys? I do. That's the fucking coolest thing in the world. I've known you for 96 <laughs> years. How have I not known... You look great for your age. How have I not known about these three kidneys? It's just not a thing that comes up unless you're talking about flipper babies, and I guess we didn't get to that. We mostly talked about, like, poop and the little prince. I am shocked that we never talked about flipper babies, but little prince is so good. Um, I have one kidney. You have three. This is crazy. We're like kidney friends. Yeah. (laughs) The room averages out. Same blood type, and then maybe you can, like, borrow Uh, an extra. I think my blood type is Diet Coke right at this point, but go ahead. Um, so they stare at each other in mutual astonishment and continue talking without understanding each other, so, like, a lot of early marriages i guess uh and then the princess remembered oh yeah i got like ogre parents who want to eat you mm-hmm. and her face just kind of gets that stricken horror look and she prince... gets that ogre face yeah the, yeah. <laughs> the ogre, ogre face we all know <laughs> the in-laws they always want to... and the prince fears that she's suddenly fallen ill because that's how that's <laughs> how things happen ogre face. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to help her how who knows uh, and she tries to sign at him to just go away and set off running. Yeah, my guess at help was going to be hand signals, because that's about all either of them can do. <laughs> right. And so when he doesn't get the hand signals, she shows him what she wants him to do by running away. Okay, good. And she comes back and signs for him to do the same thing. So he runs oh. away, but then he also comes back. Okay, because he thinks it's a game <laughs> yeah. that they're, they're playing. And then she gets fetching. angry at him for returning slash being an idiot. So she a- she, yeah. she pulls out her bow and aims an arrow at his heart to signal that his life is in danger. I think it's funny that she aims at aim. Go ahead. <laughs> can we call him instant messenger from now on? Please do. <laughs> yeah, we can. Instant messenger and wrong Amy. <laughs> the love story made in heaven. <laughs> uh, she He figures she means to kill him, so he kneels and awaits death. Come on, guy. <laughs> which, which leaves her at her wit's end on how to express her meaning. A little bit of self-preservation, my dude. <laughs> This just a touch. So she just starts crying. Good problem solved. <laughs> this is quite the scene on the beach. This is a good meet cute. I'm seeing uh, Aubrey Plaza and um, what's the guy's name? He was signed on to play Batman and Justice League Mortal. And then that f- Army Hammer. Those are the two <laughs> I'm seeing. Oh, man. Uh, so that's, she a, cries. that's a pair. Yeah. Yeah. He's confused and sad to see her crying, uh, but she finally gets him to understand that he's not supposed to follow her. Uh, we're going to pause here and kind of discuss where we are. 
in the story because we're gonna have to break this up into multiple episodes. But I'm so intrigued by <coughs> oh, we'll the lack it. of bees and orange we'll trees. Yeah, we're in for the long haul. Okay. All right, so we have uh, a tiger princess, mm-hmm. a sad prince, a soap opera ogre situation. I'm sure that it's more like Tarzan, but I'm getting like shades of Goku from this lady. <laughs> shades I, I, of I just want to say that I want that to be my autobiography. Uh, shades of Goku, young young Goku. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can. I get that. Just this lady running around killing tigers, doing whatever she wants. Yeah, but she brings a certain vanity that, sure. yeah. even though it says she didn't, she does. She does. I, I know she does. I feel that she's misinterpreting a lot of situations based on her youth. Like, I picture the ogres are, like, lovely people, and it's not even Ravaggio and Tormentine. It's probably, like, Ralph and Tara, and they wear sweaters <laughs> and everything like that. You know what I mean? And she's just like, you guys don't understand me. Is that a tiger? <laughs> Like, um, and they're like, we're trying to pay for your college fund. <laughs> they're just human meat is just efficient. Yeah. This is all for you. And then like, she's like, I don't want to eat human. And they're like, tuna. We said tuna. <laughs> it's a we're fucking su- pizza. We're surrounded by water. <laughs> exactly. Like it all makes it. I think she's just blowing things out of proportion. And uh, that's why. Ravaggio spun this fucking pizza in front of you. <laughs> Ravaggio. I hope. Those are very good names. I can't get over so that. Good names. Such good names. I want to call it, which one is which? Ravaggio is the dude. Yeah. Ravaggio is the dude. Tormentine, you can is tell, is the feminine. I want to call her Tourmaline, but that's a rock. <laughs> yeah. Not an ogre. Or a fairy. Or a or fairy. A fairy. Maybe, or a fairy ogre. Maybe a rockin' fairy, fairy ogre. A rockin' fairy ogre. That's how I'm going to remember it. We can, we can say Tourmaline is one of the six ogre kids, and that kid like just plays rock music in their cave hole all okay. day. I don't like the word cave hole. What you just <laughs> what you just said is a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that you I would have described like... the Flintstones. <laughs> I kinda wanna see this as a sitcom a la dinosaurs that show them. I was yeah. ju- I was yeah, just gonna absolutely. say this this reminds me of Dinosaurs yeah. the T V show. Yeah. Um yeah I would I would definitely watch this. I think I think you're onto something with the with the casting. Oh thank you very much. I'm down I'm down for Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, and, it'd be great. And yeah. That rebellious like oh, like attitude when she kills all the innocent creatures living on the island. Um She yeah. saves two of them. Do we have our ogres? Cast members. Oh, cat. Are, we, are they are they CG or are they going to be well, they have like to be voiced at least? But I think you should have like full suits and everything, like, yeah, co- yeah, like costumes, yeah, like, like dinosaurs. Okay, sure. Ogres. Also, it should be like Polar or, or Express like, CG, where it just looks like the people. Or like, uh, sh- yeah. How about sure, yeah. live action ogre people and then animated people? Yeah, like animated regular <laughs> humans, that's, that's, but live action ogre people, a la Shrek the Musical. Great. Somebody has to push. Practical effects for the ogres. Yeah. Expensive CGI for the humans. Somebody has to push this art form forward (laughs) every once in a while. I want, I'm going to Google the name of the actor that I want for uh, the Ravaggio, or as I call him, Ralph Ogre. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um,. I don't, see. I don't want to rent this movie. It's a terrible fucking movie. Uh, give me a second, guys. Ogre, did anybody jump out at you? I have one for Tormentine. Who's yours for Tormentine? Hit me with Tormentine. Uh, what's her name? Kathy and Jimmy from Hocus Pocus. Oh, <laughs> okay. that's great. Hey, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, Eugene Levy is my uh, Rafaccio. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta look up Eugene Levy. Uh, he's the dad from American Pie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, you got it in one. Yeah, but I, I yeah, was originally perfect. thinking Catherine O'Hara for Tormentine, so that way you have that very, uh, you know, uh, um, a mighty wind sort of combo going on. But I like yours too; it's really good. Those are those are all very good. Do it's we very nuclear feeling? Very, this family. Very. I can I think. I think they would have good chemistry. It's beaver esque. I would do the kids <laughs> at, at like the little ogrelets uh, as puppets, too. So, so that way they're just like, and then like scamper not away. the mama. Just yeah. get Frank Oz on retainer. One hundred percent. I wish I could do that all the time. <laughs> like I wish I could just walk into a room. Hey, everybody, Frank's with me. <laughs> I'd like him to. I'd like him to be at family reunions. Yeah, that's what, that's one of those people. 100%. Like, please, like, or that, meet meet the clan. Yeah, I, I would. Lo- I would love to come home from a long day of work and then Frank Oz is just like high on my couch playing Xbox. Like that would be the best thing in the world. Like him just bitching while high. He's like, I'm Fozzie as Bear. Yoda. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be super fun to be playing a game with Frank Oz. Oh, great. Doing all the characters. Batteries dead they are. <laughs> Fuck. Queef <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> it's a good... Somebody cut that out and make it a ringtone. Um, I do want to ask, how how do you how do you think we're going to get to B and... What is it? Orange this is why I wrote it down. I don't Orange think we are. tree. I don't think we are at all. I think this lady is misleading us. It's just a, it's a red hair. Yeah, that it's a metaphor for stinging and being sweet at the same time. Yeah, it's like a weird, like artsy haiku title that she picked for the yeah. story. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey. There's no coloring in that fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. So that's like, it's it's like a Muhammad Ali esque. Like this woman is something like a bee and something else like an orange. Oh, tree. okay, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get your guesses for what's going to happen in the immediate future. Right, I want the immediate next thing, which is what we've done in the past for her stories. What is your guess as to what is the next event we will read about? (laughs) Oh, that we'll read about. I was going to be like, I'm going to (laughs) pee. That's not uh, probably the right answer you're looking for. Um, I would say the guy's going to meet the ogres. Like a a meet the parents situation? Yeah, yeah. And Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin Hoffman would be a great revelation. Oh, he would. It'd be a very good one. Um... I I would. They're gonna kill one of the ogres. Who will? The bee. <laughs> the bee. The or bee the that tigers sh- get revenge. The bee that shows up out of nowhere is gonna kill one of the ogres. They're gonna come back, and Ravaggio has a has a fatal bee sting. Oh, that's great. That's great. We're gonna meet some gnomes. Oh fuck yeah! It it could be literally anything. I what I want to happen. Okay, like, here's- please please don't don't feel constrained. By pre-established things. Okay, totally. (laughs) What I want to happen, I'm going to make it into a drama real quick, right? go for it. It is she goes back home to talk to her ogre family, right, about how they should be more accepting. And the Ravashi is like, I've tried to be accepting with you, honey. Anything you want to do, you don't understand. I'm here for you, ogre, ogre, ogre. And she's like, you've never understood me. And she changes into her shorts and a t-shirt, and she throws her tiger dress down, and she storms away to the beach to be with her lover. But the tigers have caught on that this ogre family is killing off all of their family, and they come around, and they see the tiger dress laying there, oh. and then they attack, and they kill the entire fucking ogre family, right? And then so after she's done boning 
her cousin, <laughs> she comes back home and then the whole place is burned and Uncle Ben is gone. <laughs> and she's like, she freaks the fuck out. And she's like, no, whatever will I do? And then the cousin's like, come with me. And then, they, and then that's where, you know, that's the next little section. I hope you're right. I don't know what we're in I'm store not, for, but, but I, I, I like, I like where you're going. I think in, I think maybe in the rewrites, okay, we cool. should, we should probably work that in. Cool. All right, so I do will... really like ogre, ogre, ogre as the catchphrase for the sitcom, though. Oh, great. <laughs> that great. I like that. So, but you got to say it like doing this weird hand gesture, like you're... <laughs> well, it's like yeah. a Brady Bunch thing. Oh, yeah. Ogre, ogre, ogre. <laughs> See, I would rather it be like, ogre, ogre, ogre. You know? It's like a, a yabba dabba do. Yeah. I, I feel like, like... Uggy, uggy, uggy. It's, it's like Smurf. Smurf and Smurf, Smurf. Like, you it's can use it in, in a variety of ways. That's how you speak, ogre. Do you feel that... A modern generation watched the Smurfs and just replaced it with the word fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I find myself often walking down the street going, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, I feel that I'm doing it the same way. It seems like a leading question. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah, because now that's the only way I'm going to watch it. Good. Fuck just... yeah. <laughs> Take that, you blue pieces of shit who are also French. All right, well, share with us uh, your thoughts about what's going to happen in next week's installment of Madame Donois' Return, The Bee in the Orange Tree. Uh, thank you, as always, to our Patreon subscribers. I think Gordy's got our list of specific awesome ones who have ro- ro- uh, risen to the top. To the challenge. Yeah. Do I? I, w- you, I would hope so. Tell you what, I sure will soon. All right. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, Cherry Man. Thank you, Cherry Man. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, Rolled Doll. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives Chashi's Chinese. Thank you, Nev Campbell. From Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, thank you, Nev Campbell. Thank you, Nev Campbell. Thank you, Nev Campbell. Sponsor of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Proudly sponsored by Nev Campbell, the most beautiful Canadian. Beauty so intense it makes me want to scream. There are wild things in this world, but I'm doing a Nev Campbell commercial. Just listing all the movies. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's fine. Tell me what Nev Campbell's been in. Uh, I know the face. I can't quite place like a so role. She's the lead of Scream, all four of the Scream movies. Uh, um, can, uh, she's in Three to Tango, starring Matthew Perry. Uh, she's in Reefer Madness, the musical. Um, she's in a great movie by Robert Altman called Company. Uh, uh, it's fantastic. It's about ballet. Uh, she's in My Dreams Every Night. Uh, she's in right. The Craft. Thank you to our top tier patrons, Robert, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thanks, Thank patrons. You. Thank you very much. Thank you, patrons. All right. Uh, we're what the folklore? That's how that works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.